0: Good afternoon, everybody. You're listening to KDRT 95.7 in Davis, California. Listening Lyrics is the name of the show. I'm your host, Peter Pasteur, and today we're going to talk about guitars that were lost and years later were found again by well-known musicians. In the background, you're hearing Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. And that's the first guitar we're going to talk about. But before we do that, let's listen to a little bit more of Stairway to Heaven. And then I'll get into how this guitar was lost in Minnesota in 1970 and then found again in 1993.
1: a songbird who sings Sometimes all of our thoughts are
0: So let's begin the story of Jimmy Page's lost guitar. Jimmy Page had two guitars that he was using at that time, his number one and his number two. Both were 1959 Bursts, although number one might have been early 60s. But his first Les Paul was actually a 1960 Black Beauty. He purchased it from a guitar shop in a layaway plan for 185 pounds, so about $200. Then he was on tour with the band, performing in Minneapolis. He was on his way to Montreal for another gig, and the guitar didn't show up. Of course, Paige was devastated. He took out ads. He did everything he could to find that guitar. But it wasn't until 1993 when the mystery was solved. The guitar was purchased by a vintage guitar shop in Minneapolis. Willie's American Guitars for $5,000. The woman selling the guitar told the story that her husband, who had worked as a baggage handler at, at uh, the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport, had stolen the guitar and it belonged to Willie, to uh, Jimmy Page. Well, the owner of Willie's American Guitars, Nate Westgore, sent photos of the guitar to Page's people who stated that the guitar... Jimmy Page stated that the guitar was not his, since it didn't have two holes for the extra toggle switches and the Bigsby tailpiece that Page had answered. Added, excuse me. So, Nate did what he had to do. He sold the guitar to an employee for $5,500. Now, I'll finish the rest of the story after we... uh, Listen to the end of Stairway to Heaven, which I think might even be the best part. Hang on and we'll get you the rest of the story shortly.
1: on the whispering word.
0: That, of course, was Stairway to Heaven, Led Zeppelin. Now let's continue the rest of the story here. So, uh, the uh, Willie's American Guitars then sold the guitar to an employee after they determined through Jimmy Page that the guitar was not Jimmy Page's. The the, uh, employee used the guitar and gigged with it for several years. And then in 2014, the employee brought the guitar in for repairs, and the owner, Nate, that had sold him the guitar, put it under a black light. The lacquer had settled over time, revealing the holes for Jimmy Page's two extra toggle switches that had been removed and covered up the holes. In addition, the 12th fret block inlay was unique. It had what is characterized as a lightning with three stars to the left. Again, Jimmy Page's people were contacted, everything was sent to them, and yes, that was indeed Jimmy Page's long lost guitar. Now, the employee that owned the guitar was in need of some cash for medical bills. So now, the owner of the the employee who owned the guitar, and Nate who sold him the guitar, the owner of the shop, had an issue. They knew this guitar was very, very valuable. So again, Nate's people had had confirmed that it really was his guitar. And Nate and the owner and the uh, employee discussed this for several days, what to do. And they decided they should return the guitar to Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page exchanged the guitar for a 1959 Les Paul Custom, which was valued at $45,000. A decent return for a $5,000 investment. You'd think. But just think about this. Nate and Page knew if they put that guitar in auction, that guitar would be worth another zero on all those numbers. But anyways, they did the right thing. Page is his guitar. The fellow ended up with a valuable guitar worth about $45,000. And that, my friends, is the story of the long lost Jimmy Page guitar. Let's go out with this first story, and I've got three more with one of the band's greatest hits, Whole Lot of Love. Zeppelin. Whole lot of love. Well, that's the first story of our lost and found guitars. And what a story that was. We're going to move on now with uh, Peter Frampton. Peter Frampton, of course, sold millions of records with the help of his customized Gibson guitar. Well, three three decades ago so 30 plus years ago it was destroyed in a plane crash or so we thought so the story starts in 1970 when Frampton and his old band Humble Pie remember those guys scored a gig playing two sets a night at the Fillmore West in San Francisco if anyone's listening and saw that show I'd love to hear from you Frampton says the first night was rough. The guitar he was using fed back at loud volumes and made soloing a chore. So after the show, and, and this is unbelievable, an audience member said, hey, I have a Les Paul that I've sort of modified myself a little bit. Would you like to try it tomorrow? I see you're having problems. Frampton says, well, I've never had much luck with Les Pauls, but... You know what, at this point, I'll try anything. The arrangement that turned out to be love at first strum. I used it that night, says Frampton, for both sets. I didn't think think my feet touched the ground the whole time. I mean, I levitated. That guitar, a shiny black number with added pickup, became Frampton's signature instrument. He continued to use it with Humble Pie and in his solo material. Played it almost exclusively for years, even made the cover of his classic '76 live album, Frampton Comes Alive. So let's listen to one of the songs that was made with that guitar while he was with Humble Pie. Peter Frampton with Humble Pie doing their thing. Well, we're talking about the long lost guitar of Peter Frampton. Well, here's how it got lost. That guitar. In nineteen excuse me, in nineteen eighty, while he was uh, on tour in South America, Peter Frampton put the car, the guitar on a cargo plane in Venezuela, and it was en route to Panama and the plane crashed right after takeoff. Basically, Frampton said, I'm thinking it's gone. But the thing is, also, all of his gear was gone. The whole tour gear was gone. But he said, you know, sitting there watching the plane take off, he noticed the pilot's wife. She saw the crash, and unfortunately, the pilot didn't make it. So with lives being lost, the guitar, losing the guitar wasn't number one priority. What Frampton didn't know was that his guitar survived, albeit some bumps and bruises. It fell into the hands of a musician on the Caribbean island of Caraco who owned it for many, many years before a local guitar collector spotted it and contacted Frampton. Sure enough, it was Frampton's guitar, and after some negotiation, the guitar was returned. So uh, he says it's sort of a a matte black now. It's not shiny anymore. The binding needs work. The neck needs work. The electronics need replacing. But he said he's going to limit the repairs on the instrument and just replace what needs to be replaced and retain its battle scars. Frampton says he knows his diehard fans will be clamoring to see him play that unique guitar again, and he'll be happy to comply. Oh, he says, that guitar is going on the road with me. Let's play Show Me the Way, Peter Frampton. Peter Frampton, Show Me The Way, live. Great song. Great guitar work. Well, up next is a story of uh, Randy Bachman's cherished 1957 rare 6120 Chet Atkins model that was stolen from a Toronto-area hotel. If you don't know... Who Randy Bachman is, I'm sure when you hear the first song, you'll know. But before we play that, let me tell you, you're listening to KDRT 95.7 in Davis, California. Listening Lyrics is the name of the show. I'm your host, Peter Pasteur, and this week we're talking about rock stars that have lost their guitars, and years later, like the one we're coming up, 45 years later, it's found again. And I'll play a song in a moment. Hunger in rural areas is typical, higher in the national average, and Yolo County is no exception. There are thousands of food insecure people in Yolo County, including more than 13,000 children. Founded in 1970, the Yolo Bank now serves over 25,000 people every month, distributing 3 million pounds of food every year. If you need assistance, or you can help with donations of food, funds, or your time, call 530-668-0690, or even easier, visit yolofoodbank.org. And if you're not in Yolo County, I'm sure no matter where you are in the world, you will have an organization that's similar. Alrighty, I'm not going to induce the next song, but you'll hear the first few chords. You'll know who Randy Bachman played with. He wrote, he penned, he wrote and recorded the song with the guitar that was lost for 45 years. After the song, I will let you know the whole story.
1: Mind. American woman, she gonna mess your mind American woman, gonna mess your mind American woman, gonna mess your mind Say A, uh, say M, uh, say E, say R, say i. going to mess your mind Mm, American woman going to mess your mind Uh, American woman going to mess your mind It's
0: woman, the Guess Who, from Edmonton, Alberta, right north of us in Canada. Well, Randy Bachman owned that guitar 45 years ago. He has purchased hundreds of other Gretsch guitars, but the former Guess Who guitarist was unable to find that guitar. A 1957 Gretsch 6120 Chet Atkins model in western orange, with black D'Armond pickups. I would take that guitar in its case into my hotel room with a hopsack with 12 feet of tow truck chain, Bachman recalled in an interview. He put, he put the guitar next to the toilet, wrapped the chain around the toilet and the guitar, and that's how much he loved it. That guitar, which he used to pen the likes of No Sugar Tonight, Taking Care of Business, and, of course, American Woman, was stolen in a Toronto-area hotel in 1976. And just a few months ago, it resurfaced in Tokyo after decades-long search and assistance from everyone from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police to vintage instrument dealers across North America they all came up hand, ha, empty-handed, but a fan's creative use of facial recognition software helped track it down in Japan. Can you believe that? I mean, really, that, that's just, you know, over the top. So the uh, guitar was stolen in Toronto as uh, Bachman went to Toronto to record with the Bachman-Turner Overdrive. The guitar was put in a hotel room with other luggage, He was gone for five minutes, and it was swiped. Well, it's also interesting how he fell in love with that thing, because uh, he recalled going to a music store in Winnipeg called Winnipeg Piano. He said he'd go every Saturday and look in the window, if you can believe it. He said, stare at it for like an hour, then go to the side window and look at it sideways couple of times, he said, Neil Young would join me, and they would both look in the window and stare at it. Finally, Bachman purchased one of the guitars in the store. He didn't like it, so he traded it in, and he bought that record, or that uh, uh, guitar he saw in the store that he'd been on the look for for years. So, the guitar was gone. Then, 45 years later, he's sitting in Canada somewhere, recording something on YouTube because of COVID-19. And he gets an email from White Rock, British Columbia from a fan claiming he found it. The guy said, I put facial recognition on your guitar. I wanted to know what happened to it. The viewer sent Bachman a video of a Christmas 2019 of a Japanese pop musician, Tikishi, playing the guitar. Well... Old Mr. Bachman studied that, and yes, that was his guitar. He knew that was his guitar. With the help of his son, uh, partner, Bachman and Takeshi, who does not speak English, got in touch with each other. Coco was the translator during their hours-long conversation. Bachman realized that what facial recognition zeroed in on was a little blemish in the guitar and Bachman said actually that's just a, a knot in the wood yes he had found his guitar so what did it cost him well uh, Bachman did some research and he contacted Gary's Classic Guitars in Ohio which had a 1957 grit 6120 Chet Atkins model in western orange with the same serial number two digits off the original one that he had He bought it and gave it to the Japanese singer in exchange for his guitar. Uh, (laughs) He just says, I just still can't believe this all happened. Let's listen to another Guess Who song.
2: we
1: Jocko said no when I came back last time It's looking like I lost a friend No use calling cause the sky Is falling and I'm getting pretty near The end A smoke filled room in a corner basement See Find the corner of the faith Or the guts to leave You're well, not In each other's way, way. Silent footsteps. footsteps Out to places You've been Tell you what You're gonna find the Sudden darkness Long and it won't be Long before you see
0: We started off that little two-song set by the Guess Who. Both songs by the Guess Who. These Eyes and then No Sugar Tonight, New Mother Nature. Uh, Two great songs from that uh, Canadian group, Guess Who. Well, our next topic will be the Smashing Pumpkins. In 1992, the Smashing Pumpkins played a show in Detroit, and sometimes after that gig... Billy Gorgon's prized Stratogaster, was used to record the band's album. Gish earlier that year was stolen. He put up rewards of twenty grant to return the guitar with no questions asked, but that guitar was never recovered. That is until twenty-seven years later, when a Michigan person named Beth James, who had purchased the guitar at a garage sale. Let's listen to a Smashing Pumpkin song and then I'll tell you the rest of the story. Tonight, tonight, the Smashing Pumpkins. Well, so, the guitar was lost. Billy Gorgon's wonderful, wonderful guitar was gone. Until, that is, Beth James bought it at a garage sale. Well, uh, she was decluttering her house and decided to move things around. So now we're talking many, many years later. And she decided to start looking up the value of actually that guitar. And then she realized that, of course, with the description of the guitar that was lost, a burn on the neck, the initials KM engraved on the bridge, the flushing middle pickup, and of course, Billy's own artwork adorning the body, featuring the word, a word, scratched into the paint. The guitar was soon reunited with Mr. Gorgon, and now that guitar is happily back at work with the Smashing Pumpkins. I'm not a musician, but I can see now where once you fall in love with a guitar, I mean truly you fall in love. Well, we've got time for one more song, and we'll uh, we'll fade out with that one. However, I wanted to remind you: you've been listening to Listening Lyrics. We've been right here on KDRT ninety. we've been uh, talking about lost and found guitars from famous groups or musicians and uh, we're going to go out with Smashing Pumpkins recording their song 1979 is the name of it and of course the guitar you hear in it was exactly the one we talked about. Thank you all for listening and hope to If not see you, hear you next week. But before we go, I wanted to remind you that Listening Lyrics is on KDRT 95.7 and you can listen to any one of my shows along with all the others on KDRT. Just go to kdrt.org and type in whatever show you want or look up the shows you want. There's so many to look from. In addition, Listening Lyrics, along with many of our other shows, are on a podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. Just type in, in my case here, Listening Lyrics, and uh, the shows will pop up. Thanks again for listening now. Now back to 1979 by The Smashing Pumpkins.